going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Gaelic Gridiron Podcast. And joining me is a man who I haven't had the pleasure of seeing in a long time, and I'm delighted to be face-to-face with again, none other than uh, John Romanowski, a.k.a. Coach Romo. Coach, what's going on? How are you? I mean, considering I think Rocky Blyer was your last guest, <laughs> and, you know, which, I mean, a guy that basically was told he wasn't going to walk again and then became a really good professional football player. I'm humbled to be uh, <laughs> to be invited on that. Not a, not a total back to follow must have been a slow week. must have been a slow week in American football, Ireland, but I appreciate the time. As an American, I appreciate the time. No, it's always good to talk football with yourself, Coach. So, you know, for people listening and watching, can you give us a bit of background about how you got involved with Irish-American football just to kind of set the tone for our conversation? Yeah, like uh, I'm an American expat, so I moved here um, 12 years ago now, 11 years ago, and knew nobody, knew knew my, my wife's family, and I had a small child, and after about a year, I was, uh, I was, ironically, I was talking to my wife and I coached football, you know, for a long time before moving over here. I was having a conversation with my wife and she said, you know, why don't you go coach American football? Why don't you go see what's going on? And that was a huge mistake probably on her part that she regrets. But for me, it was something that uh, uh, I will never forget and, uh, and really appreciate. Uh, so, yeah, and that's when I, I started. I, I literally looked up uh i went on the internet and said looked up american football in ireland and this team the dragons came up and honestly at the time the dragons were not uh in good shape at all to say the <laughs> least and i think that they had they've only scored a few touchdowns in years and uh and i said i can't do any worse for for these guys and um thanks to Thanks to the then head coach and owner of the club, I, I started coaching with him and I haven't looked back. So your current gig is defensive coordinator with the junior Irish Wolfhounds, a team that's you know, the, the, the under-19 national team. How did that come about? Um, so for me, it, it was uh, it's a great story for me, I mean, internally. But uh, basically what happened with me was that I... Uh, I resigned from coaching. I was coaching with the Panthers. I stepped down from that job. COVID hit. Uh, I was in a. Re- I became personally. It was bad for everybody, but I became in a tough place in my life. And then I decided to get out of that tough place. And just as I was making the decision to get out of that tough place, I got a call from uh, Coach Lamazny, and he said, "Look, I've been uh, tasked with this, and I I love your help." Uh, if you could do it, and I thought, still thought about it, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was too good of an opportunity. The commitment level wasn't as great as it would be to go back to full commitment of coaching, but the rewards would be even greater. So uh, I said, I, ha- I have to, I got to do it. So that's what brought me back into the Wolfhounds, and uh, hopefully, we've knocked wood. We're going in the right direction. Well, absolutely. I mean, for a team that only formed earlier on in the year, you had your first competitive fixture in August as part of the gift games against the U.S. high school team, a much more established team, and, you know, represented yourselves quite well, especially on defense. I mean, as a defensive coordinator, only giving up 22 points, you must have been quite happy with that. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was ecstatic. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for any, I mean, the, the leading up to it was hard. 
it was uh, it was difficult to you know we only had we had about four or five sessions and we were building things from scratch. So realistically, I mean, there were a lot of basics that we had to kind of teach them before we could get into X's and O's and get into that stuff. And for me, the job is simple because uh, defense to me is about, especially where we are at, is about the players and not necessarily the scheme. And schemes are very important and, and plays and X's and O's, that's all very important and I understand that. But, but my philosophy with this is to, you know, keep it simple, stupid for me and for them. So it was easy for me to kind of interchange guys in and out when needed to, and they played their butts off, and I, I couldn't be happier with more, more proud of a, a group of guys that lost like that. But for me, it was never about the X's and O's, and I, don't, I think that's the good thing about the program. We're going to get them if we buy into the process. I mean, I remember watching that game and thinking, my God, like the defense is playing lights out here. I mean, they were they were forcing turnovers. They were they were sacking the quarterback. You must have lit a fire under them before that game to get that level of performance out of them. I think. Um, well, you know me, Jimmy, like I, I'm I'm good for an all uh, rah rah speech before before a game. But motivation is, is a, a very important thing for me as far as coaching is concerned. And, and I look at coaching as, you know, psychology really and administration when you're the head coach, unfortunately. But uh, um, I look at a psychology and that's, you know, what, what does it take for us to, to perform better than we're supposed to? And uh, that's what, that, that's what they did. And I could, and offense is hard. <laughs> I had the easy job. Offense is hard because Offense is that, you know, you have to protect and putting an offensive line together is really, really hard for anybody to do. All country, you know, it's rare that you hear the struggle not at offensive line and kudos to teams that have it. But for us, offense is hard. So we're building that and it's, we're going to score points. The team is going to score points. We just got to figure it out. But defensively, yeah, that, I think that was a good motivator to everybody on the team to say, we can, we can do this. Like we have a shot here. We can we can be something special, and they they really appreciate that. So that, that's it. It was kind of easy for me. I didn't have to do too much. Let's take a step back a little bit and look at the formation of the the Junior Wolfhounds program. And I, you know, previously spoken to Coach Lamazzi on the podcast, and his passion for youth football in Ireland shines through. But can you give us a bit of background about how the Junior program came to be? Like how. how what was the concept behind it? Uh, well, I think um, uh, I think it, as most things that I found that happen in, in life sometimes, but not mostly, but in Irish in Ireland, I think uh, maybe just since I moved here, but happenstance happens, <laughs> you know. And I think that uh, uh, this was a product of some happenstance, and for whatever the reasons were, uh, we were invited to do to be a part of the, the you know, the, the high school event that was going on at the stadium. And as soon as that kind of invitation was sent out, we had to get to work and, and you know, there's, I think that caused some even more, you know, stress to, to everybody around because we weren't part of it. We weren't part of that, that six team. And understandably still, we were the Irish team. You know what I mean? So we 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 kind of and we we felt welcome and warm and it was fantastic and there's nothing bad about that. But but um, 
it was a bit different from for for our guys. They were driving from three hours around to get to the game, where all the other guys were were already there, and there's a little bit more. But I think the flip side is our guys see that in those guys, and they saw what those guys did and how those guys operate. And I think there's gonna hopefully that can build a little bit more on that. But that's how it got started. Uh, you know, it was just, can you do this? And Coach Lamazdi said. Yeah, we can do this. And at the time, you know, we'd had a couple of good academy seasons with the AFI, and things mm. were quite promising. Um, so yeah, it was it was not easy to get the guys, but it was uh, um, it was it was we got them, we got the guys together, and and it worked, you know, in, in a lot of ways. So you know, hope that that's how it sort of started. And then you know, this next game came. I think a little bit. I'm not exactly sure, but you know, we're. We're excited yeah. to go on the road now. Now we're going on the road. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the game in a, in a couple of minutes. But obviously, junior American football, underage American football in Ireland is obviously still in the very kind of nascent early stages. I mean, from your perspective, what needs to go into it to, to get it up and running and, and get, get it established properly? I think ultimately um, we need to try to go go younger that's what i think we need to do i think that our the problem here in ireland one of the one of the uh good things about this squad that we have is that we have rugby players uh we have guy players um we have athletes that chose football mm. and i'm not so sure how many of them chose it as their first sport or their second sport and however, whatever number it is, that's great for us. But if we can go younger somehow, uh, then I think we can be the first sport and and we can start to improve that. But I think it's going to take a, I think it might take a bit of an overhaul. And that comes in, can we get enough people together to help do that? And, you know, I think the, the, the last couple of years, this past season with uh, Academy football wasn't the greatest of, of years uh, for whatever those reasons are. But as the defensive coordinator of the Wolfhound under 19s, that sucks for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that, that, that's, that, that's, that's not the best thing to hear because that's where our feeder system is. And yeah. we're going to get that feeder system cut off. But I think that we can, if we can go younger and try to get them younger um, with a coordinated effort from people uh, we can start to build that culture because it's not ingrained yeah. it's not part of the culture yeah it doesn't become part of the culture until they turn 18. so you're talking and about the, the, the bringing yeah. them in bringing them into american football from a younger age say under 14 under 16 at, at that level and starting to build a pipeline for the academy and for the junior wolfhounds team yeah like i don't have all the answers i, I don't know all the answers but i know that um you know as a, I know that for a fact that 99 point, this is a sport that 99% of the people that play it in its home country play it before the age of 18, and then they're done playing it. But here, 100% are playing it after the age of 18. And that's fine. I get it. Like, I I understand that that's what's going on. But you're never going to get how that that's, you're never going to get them all. You're never going to get them. You know, you're going to, that's not a long lifespan. And you can't, if you want to start 
we have a solid bones of a national program here, but where are those guys coming from? Where's that senior Wiltown team coming from? Right now it's coming from this pool, but why don't we expand the pool a little bit and try to get them a little bit? Even if we can get 20 or 30 kids, that's still a win. That's still better. And if we can do that cheaply, if the league can, if we can figure out how to get it done cheaply, then that's how I think we should, that's what I think should be done. Personally. So basically, in order to develop a pipeline for not only the clubs, but the, 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 the international programs, more of a concerted effort to, to introduce people to introduce young players to American football at an earlier age is one of the kind of the key things that needs to be looked at. I, I think so. And I, I, you know, and I've talked to people at that level to, 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 you know, I'd be willing to help in that, in that cause. Cause, uh, again, for me, um, as great as, uh, even winning a national championship in college or a Super Bowl, which I would never do, I, obviously anyway. So in my little life, um, and little piece of it, uh, having, uh, winning with a, a junior program and has been, would be the most rewarding thing that I could probably give back to to the game, the game always be, so I, I'm willing to help with that. And I think there are guys that were willing to do it, but I think it's going to be a bit of a haul because again, I think right now we have, um, we can't ask clubs to do that. How do we ask clubs to do that? It's hard to, to yeah. be a club, you know? So how do we ask clubs to do that? So I think, that, I don't know what the answer is, but I think if we can figure out a way that the clubs can support, but not have to be, sponsor fully if we can and we can start at a small scale if there's a way to do that that's what i'd love to see obviously we're seeing american football in ireland growing exponentially and getting more visibility which is fantastic for the sport itself do you think that in terms of infrastructure and resources and that kind of thing the more needs to be done to to make the league and the you know the whole the whole the holistic view of the league, so, you know, senior, junior, the works, do you think more resources are required to make that a success? I don't have that answer at all. I don't, I don't know. Like, the senior, what happens at a senior kitted level, uh, clubs or whatever, I, I think that it's, I mean, you can see the growth. The growth is there. I think it's been fantastic. I, I think that all of the flag programs, and I used to be a, uh, old school anti-flag kind of guy and i do see so was it, I, I so, see so, it. so was i until the announcer was in the olympics now i'm i'm coming out of retirement in a couple of weeks hopefully well I, I, and i mean i think that that has a certain set of drawbacks but i think it's fantastic i think that that this is great what's happening at those levels has been nothing short of fantastic and i think that was started a few years ago and i've seen the growth you know over the last say five years that we've seen that growth we went from Again, from from a group of clubs to now having regular college games here to now, yeah. you know, really ingratiating the sport into us. So, you know, I, I don't know anything about that. I just I wish it well, and I'm I still, you know, want to be supportive of it. But I think they're going fine. But that's the problem is how do you ask them to do any more? Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do. And and it's a volunteer organization, and nobody's getting paid to do this. And your board is. The board works their butts off and, you know, but it is what it is at the end of the day. So I, you know, I think any youth, again, any youth program, selfishly, there could we figure out a way to get that to take all the pressure off of the board, all the pressure off of the clubs and just say, we, 
we'll, let's let's see if we can figure this out with your approval, with everybody else's approval. Let's see if we can figure yeah. this out, and make a run. That's, but at that level, yes. But I don't know how to do that. I don't have the answers. But I'd love to be able to put it to, uh, you know, together with anybody who does and wants to help. Maybe we can do this. I have a four-year-old son, Jimmy. You know, and ex-football players out there. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not true. So in six years seven years when he's able to play when he, i mean he'll be playing sports soon but yeah. like when he's old enough say at a 12 year old level where he's picking that rugby team well guess what when he's 18 football is going to be a second sport to him because he's been playing yeah. with the same guys for the last 10 years so if i can get why not, him, ma- why not make it his first sport if i can get if if we can let's give it a shot maybe it'll never work but have we ever tried it before you no. know what are the pitfalls i'm sure there's a lot of problems with it but again this is just from my position as the under nineteen defense coordinator, I wanna I wanna send kids to college to play football from Ireland. Yeah. And they're going now. We have that, you know, there's a little wave of that going. But to be honest, I want them I don't we don't need to start we we're, we're good kickers, we got that because we have the background and the history to support kickers and punters, which is fantastic. Let's send some linemen over. Let's send some let's steadily let's let's send some wide receivers over there. Like let's if we could steadily do that to colleges, you know, then They'll be, they're always going to fly back to be part of this program, to be a part of a Wolfhound program. If we can do it, let's give it a shot. Yeah. That's my deal. My, absolutely. So the second competitive fixture for the under-19 Wolfhounds is fast approaching. You're taking on um, the Filton Pride uh, team from Bristol on November 25th. How are preparations going for that one? Um, we will have a uh, – we've been trying to keep in as much contact with each other Again, the youth season this year, the, the results of that um, weren't great for us because they should have been getting a lot of reps during that. And I don't, some of them did, but I don't think all of them did. Um, we are gonna, we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna take the best team that we could possibly take there and we're gonna play with pride and we're gonna, you know, to, we're, no matter what happens at the end of that game, that's the, 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 the second step. We got a lot of guys that'll be, this will be their last game. They played that first game. Now this will be their second game, but it'll be their last because they'll age out of the program. Mm. And they, I think it means a lot to them. So, so we're going to, we're going to go out there and give it all. And we're going to be as prepared as we can. And uh, hopefully we, we score some points and we get some turnovers. And how did the game kick, uh, come about coach? Did they reach out to you or was it organized mutually or you're just there to, you're just there to call the defense. You don't worry about yeah, the details. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, I look at it like I, I'm couldn't be. It's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. You know what I mean? Like, I, go America. Like, let's play football close to Thanksgiving in another country. So for me, that's all. I heard that we're doing it. Let's let's go do it, man. Let's, if, as long as the the players are willing to play and they want to make it work, then. Let's let's go do it. So that's how I heard about it. So we're just doing we're, we're going to scramble together. We did the best we can, and we'll we'll take the, the best team we possibly can over there. There's some intervarsities happening this weekend, so some competitive football will be played by some of these guys, which is great uh, for them in that way. So th- they'll be ready. They'll be ready. We'll have them ready. And in terms of the near to immediate future of the, of the the junior Wolfhounds fixtures wise and, and that kind of thing is. What's the, what's the plan there? Is there going to be a steady slate of fixtures coming up, or is it kind of a little bit, a little bit well, ad hoc, depending? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, 
probably right now it is, you know, there's definitely, uh, there's got to be priorities to um, the entire program. And I know that there's going to be uh, probably some flag tournaments coming up, senior games coming up. There's going to be stuff that's coming up. So we're going to have to, we're going to do the best we can to get something going. Um, but I think that from a coaching perspective, all of our staff, uh, they don't want this to end, <laughs> you know? So, so I think that we got to, you know, but how do we, you know, we, we're going to age out six or seven guys after this. Mm. So, um, that's, where your had, that's where your pipeline comes in. That's the importance of having this, this pipeline of young blood coming through. Now, you know, why I've been thinking about it so much for, for the last few months, you know what I mean? Cause I don't want to stop this because it's a lot of fun and I, I could, you know, uh, I said to you previous, uh, I've had, done a lot of coaching in this country, and uh, I don't know if I've been more proud of a group of guys and a group of players and coaches and all the good, bad, and the ugly, the staff, everybody that brought this together and went out and put on a show. And, you know, we're good young men doing it, you know, and, and, they, and women and women. You know, we, we're, 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 we showed something to those guys. And yeah. the, the, they're, you know, they're proud of that. So I just want to see that happen some more. That's what, from coaching staff, we just want to see that happen some more. And we're not sure how to do it. And we don't know what the answers are, but, you know, I, hopefully we can keep this going somehow and, and we can start to work together to make it happen. We were talking briefly there off air, but this is, I think, your second or third time being involved in a youth Irish American football setup. What's, you know, what's improved between the various iterations and, this seems to be the most successful, I suppose, version of youth international American football in Ireland to date. Well, over, to be honest with you, I mean, there's been more investment. You know, I, I think the investment is there. And that's what's great for us. I mean, we we had about five sessions, I guess, before the game. And that's five. Some of them, it was their, their the game was their sixth ever session, you know, in some ways, you know. So um, we, but that was still probably, if I can remember, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that was probably twice as much as any other sessions that we had with any for the other the other uh, programs that were coming. Um, so I think the um, the commitment level uh, from the league to us to, to the team and from the team back I think was was a much bigger one. So I, I, I see that happening, and I think there's some wisdom that comes along with that to learn. Um, I think that. Every staff I've been on, I've been say, to say I'm proud to be on every coaching staff that I've ever been on. But I definitely, maybe it's because when I came out this, I, I had no club affiliation. Yeah. Um, when I so I was sort of the outsider coming back in. Uh, but I, I, it's a very egoless room in that coaching that coaching room. Uh, and I really appreciate not that the others weren't, but this was the one I'm in now, and I really appreciate that because we're all trying to get to the same goal and that is to ultimately see the senior team compete all over Europe. But until then, you know, see, see this program last and survive for a few years. That would be great. I remember years ago, coach, um, you telling a story in the Panthers dressing room about being a, a young kid in New Jersey, but growing up a Cowboys fan and going to an Eagles game and getting abuse hurled at you, and that that story always stuck with me for because of your bravery for wearing Cowboys gear into into the, in the no, link. I'm an idiot. No, I was an idiot. But, 
I was, I was, that was dumb. I was, I lived outside of Philly. Yeah. So I lived, I lived about a half hour outside of Philadelphia. I'm a, I'm a devout Phillies fan. Uh, I, I really love the Flyers and I am not a huge basketball guy, but I'm a Sixers fan. But for some reason, um, when I was about four or five years old, my dad can tell me that I remember the shiny pants or something. I, 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 I remember that in my, my history somewhere. That's how I got started. And, you know, I got lucky because then the Cowboys hit the nineties and we were winning every year and we were, you know, so it was great. But yeah, when I was a kid, um, I used to go to the Cowboys game every year and my dad would get tickets. And I remember driving in and, um, seeing big Cowboy hats on at the veteran stadium back then. And then looking down in the car and it said Dallas sucks on the hat. And they would do push-ups every time the Eagles scored, they would do push-ups right in front of me and look at me. I was like eight years old. Look at me while they're doing push-ups for every point, you know, just giving me hurling abuse, you know, but that's Philly. That, you got to be tough to come from Philly. So that's Philly. And, and I just remember again, yeah, tough luck, son. You're a Cowboys but, fan in Eagles country. On, on, the, on the back of that, though, I, I'd love to know what your most memorable story is about your time playing football or being involved in football. I mean, what stands out to you the most as being special? Um, if, you can pin, think, if you can pinpoint one moment. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think um, as far as the most meaning in my life, um, I would say that actually that first day on the pitch with the Dragons, on the, I think you were there. On that, and, I, and I coached, again, I played, I coached my whole life growing up. But as far as meaning to me, because at the time, you know, and I tell my people, friends this and stuff that like, since moving to Ireland, football doesn't owe me anything because, I, you know, I, I was an expat moving here. I knew nobody, nothing. And all of my friends that I have uh, today, for the most part, mo a big chunk of them, I know uh, through the sport and have been are now lifelong friends of mine that I just met a decade ago and I'm 50 years old. So you know, I, I think that um, the most meaning for me would be, all, you know, everything that's going on in, in Ireland, I think it's given me the most meaning. But I think that first day I stepped out on that pitch and I, you might have, I don't know if you were there for that session or not, but, uh, you know, I, I, there was a couple of guys on, on the field that had, that had no idea what was going on. And I remember one who became a very good friend of mine asking me, uh, so what do you think? What do you think compared to, compared to the States? What do you think about this? And, and I said, well, you know, if it was like seven-year-olds, I would be uh, <laughs> st still not happy with where you are. But we'll get there. But we'll get there. You know, I think that's the biggest thing for me, I, I think, was coming over here and having, get stepping out there and for Ireland, in, in Ireland, and it being part of my culture uh, and being able to embrace it. That means more to me than any other yeah. You know, there's a couple of plays and a couple of teams and a couple of things that I remember and stuff. But this was this one's been pretty special for me personally. So that was probably that'd be my biggest moment. Well, the Junior Irish Wolfhounds take on the Filton Pride uh, November 25th in Bristol. Coach, we wish you best, the best of luck. I mean, all, all luck on that one. We'll be keeping an eye on the score online where possible. And uh, let's not leave it so long next time to catch up. All right. Anytime, pal. Anytime. Let's, uh, we'll grab a pint soon. Thank you. Take care, coach. Okay.